Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayashir number 134. We're going to mention the last two needs mentioned uh, by this author, Dr. Harley. The next one is called Family Commitment. This is different than domestic support we mentioned in the previous year, where more talks about household um, you know, tasks, cooking, cleaning, and, and ironing, and, and child care in a physical sense. Here we're going to discuss a need called family commitment. Family commitment means that, um, that there is, you know, especially when children come in the scene, there's a need to be dedicated as a family man, a dedicated father and a dedicated mother to your children. And you may not have children yet, but uh, to sense this need, but when the first child comes and Mitzvah Shem more, uh, there's changes. And it's not just child care of feeding, clothing, and watching them to keep them safe. There's an emotional support. There's teaching them values, uh, teaching them to care for one another. Uh, as an example, setting up good meters for them. We spoke in the past about setting up an example of what a good marriage looks like, which you could start at a very early age, very early stage. And um, and each one there, for example, another good case is that both of them working together on the chinuch of their children, involved in PTAs and what their teachers are saying, uh, their homeworks, not just as a task, but sort of to help them out and to be part of their lives. That's very, very important. Part of family commitment is not just um, your own children, but it's also their relatives. That as long, you know, if there's toxic situations, we'll talk about that in separate shiurim, but that general normal people just may be different from you. It's important to have some type of respectful relationship with your in-laws, with your, with your spouse's siblings and family members, and to a certain degree, it may not be important to you, but it's important to them uh, to go to their simchas, let's say, to wish them mazel tov, to offer them help, and so on and so forth. Included in family commitment is being making meals together as a family. I know in this generation, it used to be even in American culture, back in the 1950s and before that, with families after work, the white husband worked, came home, they ate meals together, not just Shabbos, every single day. And now I know the way the life is, it's very often not realistic to do so. But whenever possible, whenever possible, it's Kedai to do. Of course, Shabbos, that's the saving light of Shabbos among billions of brachas of Shabbos, that they, people have meals to, together as a family structure. Family commitment also means going out for walks or bike rides together, even planning some vacations and affordable ones could be planned where the, you take the kids out to parks and to, to things, and, and they remember that for the rest of their life. Uh, the shul, um, you know, taking them to shul, playing games with them together. Before, another example, especially when they're younger, by Kriya Shmalamita time, you sit down with your children, you sometimes tell them stories, um, you ha- have a conversations with him, them. As they get older, you, you, if you have advice to give them on financial planning, as they get older, you teach them how to balance a budget, you teach them what responsibility of credit cards are as they get older, and things like that. And, you know, parenting, you learn on the job. And um, some of the excitement about family commitments is to keep be consistent always, and when the children see consistency in their parents, they'll learn proper behavior and also know how to punish properly. Again, not chalila, hurting any, any, any child, 
uh, um, and um, to be very careful in how to go about doing it. Not, you know, sort of a mixture between um, healthy discipline, you know, uh, you know, so that you don't go overboard either way of letting things go or, or being too harsh. And to work to, with your wife or with your husband to try to be on the same page on what this family commitment is. And remember, the best husband is a good father. To be a good husband, you need to be a good father. And to be a good wife, you need to be a good mother. It works the other way around, too. To really be a good father, you need to be a good husband. To really be a good um a good mother, you need to be a good wife, because that's a chilek of the chinuch, of teaching them. And also when you give them rules, you know, don't go overboard with the rules you give your children, but they need certain guidelines, guidelines, and you explain them. And a part of it is to learn how to uh, handle anger, to make sure that you don't get you know, angry, even when they need discipline to do it the right way. So that is another need that's very important, which falls under the category of family commitment uh, to your own children, to each other as husband and wife, and to your extended families. The next need that's mentioned is admiration. Uh, This is especially true for husbands, for men. They need their wives to be proud of them, to feel that they should feel valued that way. It's a very important need for a man, but again, it works the other way around too. And for some reason, for whatever reason, it's psychologically true, it seems to be that the male need for admiration is very, very strong. Um, it, 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 you know, Even for people that have, are healthy, they're, they're not egotistical at all but they need to feel valued that way. Many men cover it up because they have this tougher masculinity, but they have fragile self-images, and they are much less confident very often than they appear to be externally. And it's very important for uh, to, the wise to recognize this. That's why when the, you criticize too much, men become defensive especially, while if you admire them and encourage them that way, they'll be motivated more. It's amazing how much a husband can do and accomplish and become a better husband to, to his wife when his wife becomes his most enthusiastic fan. What I, what I mean by most enthusiastic fan, that means doesn't mean that he gets away to, with crazy mishigasin that he does or bad behavior that he does. That's not what I mean. What I mean is, is that he definitely draws confidence from her support and... And, um, and and he could achieve a lot more with her encouragement. It goes two ways. Obviously, the wife needs this too, and it can't be underestimated. Low self-esteem is, is a problem with this. Many men have that low self-esteem. Um, and sometimes the low self-esteem causes you not to show admiration for somebody else. It goes both ways. But if every man has behind them an admiring and encouraging wife... The, the, the husband is a lucky person, and he will definitely go beyond uh, to do the best we can. And it's important to keep, to express those feelings of admiration. I appreciate you doing this. I appreciate you doing that. You're very, um, I see how you handled your kids beautifully. I'm very proud of you for doing so. The admiration is extremely important. And... Um, 
and so on and so forth. Um, and um, and he and, and and the truth is, this is a very important thing about admiration. You could admire, express admiration on those other needs that he's filling for you or she's filling for you. So, for example, if when we're discussing the need for affection, the husband wife could say, I, I, I love you and appreciate you that you hold my hand when we're out together or that we, we hug when you, you give me a hug when we go, when you come home from work or you send me surprise flowers and things for conversation. I, I admire you, the fact that you talk to me every day that you take interest in my daily activities. I, I admire you on the financial support that you give me. I honor you. I admire you for being honest with me. I admire you that I, you, I could rely on you when things are tough. I, uh, I admire you when you um, work towards, you know, that, you, that, you know, that you're so dedicated to the children and so on and so forth. I admire you that you make an effort to look good. Uh, and presentable, and beautiful, and so on and so forth. The admiration, expressing admiration on all these other nine needs is also a very important aspect. And uh, you can't tra- change a person's inherent midas overall. You don't, you, know, you don't overhaul a person, but he could change his habits, and she can change his habits to develop new, healthier habits uh, that could definitely help their marriage tremendously. So admiration and expressing admiration and really admiring is really, really a big aside here. And compliments is a big part of that. And to just say a general clow about these 10 needs that are mentioned and the love languages that were mentioned before that is to say and conclude with this aside. Very often you find when marriages go through a rough patch, they say, we realize now we're not compatible. Our personality differences are too different. And um, and and we're just not compatible. We were never compatible. Our, our, our tchunas ha-nefesh is too different from one another, and so on and so forth. And generally speaking, that is not so. There is a very quick cure for incompatibility. The fastest road to... Um, address what they believe is incompatibility is meeting each other's most important emotional needs. No matter how quote-unquote incompatible you are, difference of personality uh, uh, that you are, one extremely extroverted, one extremely introverted, one very very practical-oriented, one very theory-oriented, one very meticulous and one more open, one more adventurous, one more structured. Makes no difference. The bottom line is, is when the couple puts an effort to, to, to figure out and to understand what the needs of the other person is and do their best to expand your box and to fulfill those emotional needs, those quote-unquote incompatibilities become compatibilities. So just going to review at the end, and again, there were 10 needs mentioned here, five primarily for the men, five primarily for the women, but again, that's just a general rule. Very often it's reverse. All 10 for all 10 is ideal. For men mostly, they need that affection. Um, Sorry, this is the other way around. For women, what they need from their husbands is affection, to tell her that he loves her with words, cards, flowers, gifts, hugging, kissing, um, showing affection, expressing love, 
That's number one, affection. Number two, what a wife needs is conversation, setting every day to talk to her about the events in their lives, their children, their feelings, their plans, whatever the topic is, that she enjoys the conversation, a non-judgmental, informative, constructive conversation. That's what she very much needs, to know that he's never too busy just to talk to her. Another thing the wife needs is honesty and openness. He tells her everything. Again, we talked about what everything is. You're entitled to some privacy, but never be overly secretive and never leave a false impression. Be truthful about where you stand and what you, how you're feeling and so on and so forth. A fourth need that the wife needs is financial support to house, feed, clothe the family and do your best you can to do that. And family commitment, that he commits sufficient time and energy to the children, to the mishpacha, and so on. So that's on the wife's needs primarily, although the husband could sometimes need those things too. And the things that um, that uh, men very often need from their wives uh, to meet their uh, sexual fulfillment. Again, we're not talking about crazy stuff here. We're talking about normal sexual relationship that can be very satisfying and enjoyable for the both of them number two is recreational companionship that she develops an interest in recreational activities that he enjoys most going out for walks going out together for a meal uh, and going away for shabbos whatever there may be number three is physical attractiveness keeping herself physically fit as much as possible and some exercise wearing uh Makeup and clothing again, but darkeyatsnias, and mostly to attract him to her, her to him, not 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 public uh, uh, stuff. And uh, this is a big subject we'll talk about in other shiurim versus Hashem. Another thing that um, he needs is domestic support, creating a home that offers a refuge from the stresses of life. He comes home, he feels at home and comfortable and safe, and admiration. Uh, she understands and appreciates him more than anyone else and values him and expresses it, avoids criticism as much as possible. She's proud of him, not out of duty, but out of a true respect for him. So those are the basic 10 needs, and we will discuss more about all of these things. And this is an extremely crucial thing because when one tries to do that for one another, you get both of their needs done at one time. So if... If if if, if uh, she needs affection and he needs admiration and each give to each other that, their both their needs are met, and the marriage gets stronger and stronger as a result. Have a wonderful day.